welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, the Reactor Core episode four. It's a special podcast that we do here at the Whatnots, uh, where we can talk about the latest movie releases or newest Netflix shows or whatever else we we find that we cannot miss and that we just have to hang out and talk about. Uh, this t- time, though, it's going to be on The Incredibles 2, which I am super excited about. My name is Kyle Springer, and along for the ride, I have the one and only Eric Mannix. So, Phil? Yeah, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, you can't hear her, but my uh, my four-year-old daughter Emma is sitting next to me just... Uh, banging on it so you might hear random like kicks of my coffee table and stuff so if you hear random thuds or whatever that's my that's my that's my kid shuffling around she's having uh, fun she's having a good time she's just real shy uh but emma you love the incredibles yeah did you have a favorite part no she's not talking she knows it's a mic she knows that was my favorite part too (laughs) yeah man um, yeah, sweet. So uh, we both saw this yesterday. Uh, we are recording this on the Monday after opening weekend, um, which was also Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so what y- y- you went to go see this, I'm assuming, with your whole family. Um, we did, yeah. What, what was that like? Uh, first, I want to back up. Uh, I didn't realize that it had been 14 years since yeah. the first one came out until until this weekend. Um, because me and my wife, when we very first started dating, saw the first one in the theater. Um, wow. I feel like at the, at the time, there was a lot of animated movies. A lot. Um, I couldn't keep them all straight back then. And, uh, yeah, we had just been dating for, like, a few months, and uh, I remember we got, we were just really bored one day, we, we decided we were going to go on a date, we were going to go to the movies, and uh, now, like, I know Pixar is the thing back then, I mean, it was like, I don't know, there were so many companies doing it that, like, The Incredibles, at least to my mind, like, didn't stand out at first, uh, I, but it looked like the best option as far as what yeah. was out, and of course we saw it and loved it and thought it was amazing. I'm super into it. It's definitely one of my favorite Pixar movies for sure. But it was one of those like you know we had low expectations going in just because I feel like there was a glut of CG animated films uh, at that time. And yeah, it was a trip though because yeah, again we had just started dating. Uh, now I have two daughters, uh, seven and four, and uh, we went yeah and just you know hung out all Father's Day and just did cool family stuff together. So it was kind of weird. Like, well, cool. Now this is where we <laughs> this is where we were with the original. We were like this young couple that had just started dating. I was in my early twenties. So my wife was like my wife was like twenty years old. She like she's turning thirty five in a few days. So just to show you how long it's been. Um, yeah, it's been a long time, but it was really cool getting to see it with the entire family. My kids uh-huh. are huge fans of the original. You know, we, we own it. So, of course, we've watched it a ton of times. And we watched it, you know, a few weeks ago in the build-up to the movie. So, of course, when I told them we were going to go see it, they were like, Wah! like, losing their minds. There's a second one? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were about it. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cool, Definitely. good. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to think about that it was 14 years ago that this one came out because it's still it's it's the original was such a good film that it like it seems like it was just last year or something that it came out. It, 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 I, I, I I don't know like it it just doesn't seem that long. 
You know, it's funny with technology moving as fast as it does, um, you would think that a computer animated movie would age horribly. Yeah. And I have seen, and I've seen movies that do. There's something about the Pixar movies to me where, like, it's obviously they do get better as they go along, and, like, this one looks yeah. better than, like, the original one did, but, like, Upon rewatching the first one, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't go, oh man, this just looks so bad now. It's like, there is something timeless about the Pixar stuff, I think, that you can't necessarily say about a, a lot of, you know, similar films, because I feel like the focus is on, you know, the actual story, and, and they, all, they always have a really nice, heartfelt message, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so to me that that's something that still resonates, and so yeah, rewatching the first Incredibles, yeah, it's like it doesn't. Fe- that's part of the reason it didn't feel like it had come out that long. It was only in the lead up because they brought it up, you know, in the commercials. Like it's been fourteen years, and I had to be like, wait, has it? Oh yeah, I guess it has. Um, <laughs> and I will say my favorite thing was uh, right before the movie started, they had the little like almost apology message. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> it's been fourteen years. So if you didn't know, know, animated movies take a lot of work. <laughs> you have to come up with a story and then go back to the drawing board and then do that again and again and it's all on paper and then you take it. To- <laughs> it's like okay, we get it. <laughs> Yeah, that that did crack me up. That was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean, I, I don't even remember what else was kind of coming out around that time, but I think you're right that there was uh, a couple studios that were trying to kind of make it big. I think Pixar had just kind of taken over the scene, or at, at least, like, solidified that, hey, the, these are these are the ones that are on, t- on top, because I think... I'm sure, like, Shrek was coming out around that time for DreamWorks yeah, and there's, stuff like that. Yeah, DreamWorks, DreamWorks was, like, the big one that I can think of at the time, but I'm sure there was a few. Small uh, ones, and, of yeah. course, now I couldn't tell you what those other films were, you know, 14 years later. I just remember at the time there was a ton, but, of course, The Incredibles, you know, stood the test of time because yeah. it's still here and they're making more of them. Definitely. Um well, if you guys are listening to this uh, and you have not seen the film, we will be spoiling it. Uh, I'm Big sure time. we'll be diving into all all sorts of different subjects. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet, stop this, go watch the movie, uh, and then come back, uh, and you guys can enjoy the spoiler cast that we are doing here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you you went to this with your entire family. Uh, yep. How how packed was the theater when when you guys there? You guys it was there. pretty busy. I'm not. I don't know if it was like 100 percent filled up, but it was pretty busy. Um, we have, uh, I think I think both the theaters in town now because um, there's two across town from each other, and they each have like the like the luxury loungers, like the reclining chairs and everything, and you have to. Uh, you have to pick the seats ahead of time. It's okay. it's some in some ways it's really cool, but it's kind of a nightmare because like if you uh, if if you if you try to pay online, they like charge you like a convenience fee just yeah. to like you know, get your t- seats or whatever. Because back in the day, it's like oh, you just go into the theater, you buy your tickets and whatever. But now it's like I don't want to sound like a grumpy old man, but it's more <laughs> of a process. But uh, uh, we uh, yeah, we booked we I bought the tickets about a week ahead of time, and the theater was already like. At about eighty percent capacity at that point, we managed to get you know decent de- decent seats up up front, yeah, cool. kind of in the middle. So we, uh, but uh, yeah, the theater 
It, it must have been pretty packed. You know, um, there's definitely a lot of families there. Uh, the nightmare on a Father's Day weekend is that there's going to be, like, tons of kids and crying and screaming. And, like, yeah. it was fine. I mean, it was certainly a lot of families in there. But, like, it was cool. That's, you know, It's kind of one of the movies, though, that I kind of expect that from and that's kind of also part of the experience like i'm i'm expect like if i go into like see avengers or or something like i i don't want kids to be like you know talking and screaming and who knows what but but yeah like the incredibles is a family friendly movie it's a kids movie you know like i i kind of expect that and that kind of made it uh, like a, 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 at least in this case, made it more enjoyable because I could hear the, these kids reacting to what they thought was funny and stuff like that. I was like, "Oh, this is this is great. This is good." Definitely. Uh, in I don't know, the, movies like this are nice because they do they do work on on several levels where there's like the base story that like the the kids are gonna get, and there's you know. Silly jokes, jokes that the yeah. kids yeah but then there's like there's always like little jokes in there that like they're kind of head scratches to the kids but then the adults will be like okay okay <laughs> uh um and of course just being a huge uh you know comic book fan there's like you know more thematic you know things on on kind of superhero tropes that that you know you could you could delve into as well um but yeah um yeah, i think a good family film like this is kind of multifaceted Mm -hmm. and i think that's part of the reason the pixar ones are so popular because i've definitely seen movies like uh, i don't know you go see uh like the smurfs or something and it's kind of like there's nothing wrong with it it's fine but it's like very clearly what you see is what you get it is in fact just a kind of cute little movie for kids and like adults you know sometimes if you if that's what your childhood what you're into and stuff you might you might dig it more like yeah. i had an ex that was huge on the smurfs so she probably really likes that stuff and like for me it's like ah it's all right my kids like it so i'll watch it with them but like something like this you know as like a lifelong superhero you know fan you know i got a lot out of it and uh and i think it was probably different though than like what my what my kids got out of it but they walked away like just as happy and i don't know that's, cool. that, that's hard to do but the Pixar movies, I feel like, in a, as a general, I'll do that. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I had a bit of an interesting experience. Uh, this was the first t- time that I got to use my movie pass. Uh, oh, you've been having issues with that, right? I, I had. <laughs> I went on a rant on Twitter because they're been customer fo- I've been following the drama on Twitter, yes. was yes. terrible. Long story short, Ooh. they they to to use MoviePass, they mail you like a debit card type of thing, and you can only use it for MoviePass. It's it's not an actual debit card, um, but they mail it to you. It's supposed to take like seven to ten business days. Mine never showed up, and so I asked for a replacement. That one never came. Uh, so I asked for a second replacement, and they were like, oh, we actually never sent you that first one. Uh, so I was like, what the, you know, come on, guys. Um, and eventually asked for a third one. That didn't come. Eventually asked for a fourth, and that one finally came. And wow. It's, yeah, so it, it, it took me Only almost took four tries. two months <laughs> to, to get my, my card. Thankful, thankfully, they p- pushed my start date back, so I didn't miss out on what i was paying for um but then once i got my card it was because it was not the original card that they sent me it was not activated to my account 
So I had to get it activated. And I went on the app and messaged them. I was like, hey, I need to get my card activated. And no one responded for like 12 hours. And by the time they did, it was like 3 in the morning and I was asleep. And well. so, of course, I didn't respond. And they were like, well, you're not responding. So we're going to close this and consider it done. And so I wake up and I have to start the whole thing again, you know. It was just, it was terrible. So I messaged them once a- a- again and they didn't respond for like 36 hours. Wow. And yeah, and they were like, we're so sorry. Uh, we just released a, a new plan and it, uh, it, we've had to triple our, our, our staff, our, su- our support staff. I was like, this is awful. You guys are terrible. <laughs> I remember hearing about the, the movie fast thing when it started and thinking it sounded like it was too good to be true. And uh, apparently it is. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I like I've 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 known people who've had this harvest for a while and they love it. Like they're like, this is the, the most fantastic thing. They go to movies all the, all the time now. Um and yeah, like I, I thought, especially since we do all of these podcasts, like, hey, it might be helpful to have like something I can now go to more movies and potentially talk about them and stuff like that. Um, but now that it works, yeah, I mean, it, it should be fine. Who knows if if I'm one of the only ones that that happened to. <laughs> Dang. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy, enjoy, enjoyed the film. I um I I think yeah like I I, I thought I I get I, I guess to me the story was a little bit predictable I kind of saw it coming but the 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 big villain reveal yeah was not shocking but uh, yeah how how they besides that I I thought it was handled it fanta- fan- yeah, so fantastic yeah um I I I I think that's p- probably my only com- complaint. Because um, the this one basically picks up right like exactly where the first one left off. Oh yeah, um, immediately with that that fight with the mole guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, with the the fake me out mole man dude. Um, and yeah, I mean it it just starts off with action from from the get go, and I thought it was paced very well. Um, th- like if if there wasn't action, there was at least comedy like something to keep you like wanting to know more to see something else um so i yeah i i i I thought it was fantastic i loved it yeah the pacing the pacing was excellent it never felt like it dragged um yeah it just kept going at a good clip right yeah it was yeah never any points where i was like ah that you know never never any beats that like felt like they were uh, unnecessary yeah so it definitely moved along at a good clip for sure especially with this being 14 years after the original it's like i don't know is that you know are they gonna be able to get the writing down again are they gonna get you know the characters right and i think they nailed it uh i i I think those those 14 years definitely paid off um definitely because the 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 first one is now basically like the archetype for a superhero movie like if 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 you want just like a good fun superhero film 
I, I think the, the the first one that most people will mention is the Incredibles. Yeah, you know, uh, it's sad in a way um, that with the Fantastic Four yeah. films, they've never been able to capture that family vibe because, like, they're supposed to be the heart of the Marvel Universe. But I would I would say to anyone that, like, wants that, you know, The Incredibles is that, you know, you exactly. know it's just yeah. different, a different coat of paint. But if you want, like you know a superhero family with a heart of gold you know uh just trying to do the right thing all sorts of adventures yeah yeah uh then yeah that's that's the incredibles and and i had that sense as the entire time as i was watching it when there's you know in visit girl just like driving around on that badass motorcycle and just getting you know just all like the cool action stuff i was just like hyped out of my mind that whole time i was like man this is just it's not even that like I'm just watching this cool family movie and I just love it. It's like nah, just as like a superhero nerd, I'm like this is like checking that box for me it too, you know. Perfect. Like, yeah. you know, it's like to me it's no different than like you know watching uh, Winter Soldier or something. And there's like Black Widow in the beginning, like you know flipping through like taking dudes out and like all that badass stuff. It's like man, it's that same level of like awesome action. It's you know su- cool superpowers and everything. Yeah. Um, so just as a geek, it totally you know it got me there as well as you know the dad that wanted to keep his kids entertained. Yeah, I I, I think the one scene in in this that really stood out to me as like oh this is exactly what the Fantastic Four would do. Uh, was w- at the end of the film when Violet has that the, the, the date. And they're all like, oh, we're all going to the movies and stuff like that, you know, and they get there and they yeah. see something and they're like, okay, you get out, we're going to go, we'll be right back. Like, I, I can totally see, like, J- Johnny b- 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 being the one with the date and just being like, ah, dang it, like, fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, and it's it's kind of nice just to see the growth in the film too, because you know earlier in the film, Violet doesn't want anything to do with the family. I mean, she's a teenage kid. And yeah, I can totally understand because the uh, the young man that she was going to go on a date with got mind wiped, so he forgot about the date uh, because he forgot about her completely. Which and so that like reminded a... me a lot of Men in Black. Yeah, oh, very much so. Yeah. It's very much yeah. Um, but that was really cool because you got to see, you know, dad being overprotective dad, trying to do what he thought was the right thing, of course, and protecting mm-hmm. her identity. Uh, but then he saw that that caused, you know, a lot more harm and that really, in that he didn't have any trust in her. And he came to realize that by the end of the film, of course, and he tried to make it right and somehow made it worse by them going to the <laughs> restaurant and everything. But uh, but I like that by the end, you know, she can see that he's trying and she forgives him and he, you know, is able to make it right. Um, and then, so by the time there's, yeah, the date, you know, she's the one that, you know, gives him the money and drops him off. It's like, save me, seat, I'll be right back. And because at first I was like, oh, is she going to you know, go with them? And it's like, no, we have to, we have to do this first. Like, it's a responsibility that I have that, like, I can't turn off. And I just thought that was really cool because I feel like the best hero stories, superhero stories have that kind of trying to balance, you know, work and family life and and whatever dating like you know cool peter parker stories have him like trying to go on a date or whatever but you do have that responsibility and uh i like that at the end yeah she's Mm -hmm. the one that made that choice yeah it was good um so 
question about Mr. Incredible, because th- this movie definitely plays off a lot of superhero tropes. Um, yeah. And obviously we can kind of p- 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 point to Mr. Incredible kind of being the Superman character. Uh, yeah. And I know you're a big Superman fan. Um, that I am. So, like, how... If, if you had to describe why Superman was so great as a character what like did 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 you see any of that in this film because i i think a lot of people tend to misunderstand superman i'm just like oh he's this overpowered god you know that has no yeah problems yeah and uh, i love superman he's one of my all-time favorite characters and uh you know I'll, i'll defend superman all day uh when and there's a lot of bad superman books out there so that sure. doesn't yeah. doesn't help matters any but <laughs> there, uh, there are the ones where he is the overpowered god you know that has no when, problems yeah when uh when superman is written correctly he's supposed to be paradoxically the uh most human of the marvel or the dc superheroes yeah. really um because yeah like i get you look at his power set and everything and it's like well god what can hurt this guy uh and that's not the point you know the the point is he's this orphan he was raised by this this couple he had essentially what most americans would consider the ideal american upbringing uh you know being raised on this farm and having a family that loved him and yeah, depending on which version they're going with, either he got to play sports and be a, a star, or he didn't get to play sports because he was too <laughs> strong and they were afraid. I mean, they've retconned Superman several times, yeah. but either way, he he was raised by a family that loved him, you know, in the Midwest, and uh, you know, got to do sock hops and all that stuff. Lana Lang had, uh... so he kind of, despite having that ideal upbringing, part of what makes him great is he still views all that as as an outsider because he knows he's not from there and so like with batman like i love batman as a character but batman batman is batman because he doesn't want anyone to have the childhood that he had you know he saw his parents gunned down in front of him so his entire right. life is motivated by by this guilt and by fear uh and so yeah he's a superhero because he doesn't want anyone to go through what he went through and superman is the inverse of that where superman wants everyone to have what he had and so that's why he fights and that's why i love the two and i'm so not interested in batman versus superman stories they're, they get so dumb so they have the same job you guys like they might they might do it differently but in the more modern uh, superman stuff they gave him a son in jonathan kent with like the current rebirth stuff yeah and I personally have really loved it, um, not just because I'm a dad myself, but also because, I mean, Superman has been around for 80 years, and, and they've done kind of what-if stories or things where he had kids before, but this is, like, the first time, you know, in canon that Taking a he's step had a, forward. Yeah, it, it actually feels like growth. It feels like change. And part of the thing that I really like about it is it does show his, Superman's, vulnerability because he does make mistakes. He will lash out you know just out of fear for his kid you know things that he wouldn't have done before like even with lois it's like you know lois is tough she knows what she's doing and he knows that lois is smart and so Mm -hmm. you know 
he's able to like you know Lois can go to work do her thing it's whatever he's there you know if need be but like you know he doesn't stress about Lois all day because he knows that you know she's a badass and she knows what she's doing but you know when you have a child I mean I can't remember who who said the quote but it's basically like one of your you know internal organs is actually like outside of your body is yeah. that's what it feels like having a kid um <laughs> and you know that you love it and you have to like protect it and it's like so vulnerable and soft and the you know <laughs> uh so yeah with with mr incredible i feel like we get a lot of that you know in this we see him make a ton of mistakes like i love at first um is it Dex? Is that the boy? I'm really bad with names. But his son, yeah, he comes home and he can't help him with his math homework at first. Right. He doesn't know how. And at first he just gets frustrated and, and just quits. What do you mean and, he uh, changed math? Yeah, math math? that was, yeah. I love that. I love that whole scene. But it was great because then, you, yeah, you see him in bed tossing and turning and he can't sleep. And it's the middle of the night and he puts on some coffee and then he teaches himself the new math. And then, you know, helps helps him with his homework and gets him out the door. And so it's like you saw him fail, you saw him stumble, and then, you know, he put in the work to do the right thing. And we see it with Violet and we see it with, with Jack. Uh, yeah, uh, you see him stumble and fall many times in this film because he's so used to you know pre-dad you know he could punch things he could do whatever yeah. like there's that great line about like how do you unpunch something from that dude later <laughs> in the film uh but you know his whole life to that point you know that was a lot of you know how he uh, problem solved because you know it was all super superhero super villain stuff and yeah uh, he was always amazing and all that mm -hmm. and he's called mr incredible for a reason but uh i like that it showed no matter how strong you are yeah being a parent isn't any easier for him than it is for for any of us um and yeah so i feel like a lot of that a lot of that resonated with me and a lot of that uh showed his vulnerability and it very much yeah like the the current rebirth sequence stuff feels very similar to to this uh this part of it with like the 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 father-son relationship right. um, in in particular um no, that was sorry. My child is like banging on my back right now. What are you doing? She's having some fun <laughs> back there. She is. She is having some fun. Speaking of uh, of fatherhood, yeah, yeah. No, but I, but I, no, I absolutely loved it, and I, I think he's a fantastic cool. character, and uh, I loved seeing his growth because, um, you know, I think in our society the perception is that moms are just more inherently good at what they do, or at least they get more credit for what they do and you know mothers are super valuable like my mom my, my mom well my mom yeah my mom was awesome and you know my wife is like you know superhuman sometimes in the stuff that she can do yeah and uh i know she makes it look effortless at times uh, <laughs> i also know that it is definitely not that and so we saw in the first film yeah in visit girl you know in her civilian identities she made it look a lot easier than he did 
And again, the same thing where it's like it wasn't any easier for her. Right. But part of it is, especially being in the, the this movie has like a pseudo nineteen sixties time frame. They're, they never really nailed down a date, but like with all the stuff, it's clearly you know a more retro past. Like it's all film cameras and like big cars, you right. know. And like there's some cool tech that they wouldn't have back then, but whatever. It's you know it's it's, like it's, the it's the fiction. Batman that. It's, animated yeah. series where it's like you can it's very tell much, it's older yeah. but they don't say exactly but it has new technology yeah. at the same time so i kind of love that too that kind of retro noir kind of like there can kind of be laser guns and whatever but then there's also like still like magnetic tape and that kind of things it's yeah it's yeah. fun uh but you know gender rules at the time especially would have dictated that and we see that in this film where you know she did the Susie Homemaker thing on top of you know doing the superhero thing, um, and then when she was thrust into the limelight as like the kind of their solo star, then he had to take over a lot of the the duties, and uh, that was a big struggle for him. And yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed that kind of role reversal. Yeah, it's cool. I I think for me they really nailed uh, Mister Incredible when he's in when he when he's in that moment of just like. I have no idea what to do. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to know what is right all, the, all, the, all the time, and that, that's kind of yeah. why I was asking him, uh, 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 why I was asking about Superman, because that's you know that's kind of the 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 trope that he, he is. Like he's he's the one that a lot of people look to. Like okay, what is the right thing to do? And to me, some of the best stories of of him is when he actually doesn't know, and he like he, even if he's trying to do the right thing, it might not be the right thing. Um, and and so to to kind of see him in that position, um, oops, my mic just spiked. Hold on, yeah. So um, to to kind of see him in that position where he doesn't really know what to do and he's he's struggling with that choice that to me is like that's what people should know about superman and stuff and so when when they had that i was like yes good perfect they they nailed that there um yeah when you have a the 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 righteous heroes like you know captain america and superman and I never understood why Captain America didn't get the same hate. Not that I want him to, but like Captain America is overall pretty good, a goody character too. But people seem more forgiving. Maybe it's just because he's not nearly as powerful as Superman. Sure. But you know, cut from the same cloth as far as like you know motivations and and, and uh, mindset. Um, but yeah, <laughs> sorry, I had a point. My kid uh, is banging on things and, and totally distracting me from what that point was. That is a okay. Woo! It's really hot here, and we've been stuck inside all day, and I, I don't think we know how to deal with it anymore. It's like 90 <laughs> degrees. Oh, man. But, like, in Washington, in Washington, when it gets, like, 90 degrees, it's always, like, super humid, and it just feels like a swamp ass. It's just not It's, <laughs> it's not, not good. fun at all. It's just not good. I, so I think my brain is melting I, a little bit. I know that feeling. Um, yeah, so, so you, you also kind of touched on the, like, gender role reversal of, like, hey, this movie is gonna put in uh like in not in this girl uh il, il, last girl il, last girl last girl see i can't even yeah i'm um, get the names right today <laughs> <laughs> um we're, we're we're gonna put her more in the spotlight um which at, at first 
my mind was like, huh, that's strange that they would do that on a movie that's coming out like Father's Day weekend. Uh, like I'm, I'm all for it in, in the film. That's t- totally cool with me. But I, I, I think um, it was neat because neither one of their narratives really took took con- con- control if that makes sense like one wasn't more dominant than the other and they they, they both had yeah. their own strong like hey here's uh mr incredible and he's having this kind of crisis of knowing what to do and you know not making the right choices even though if they are the you know for the right reasons um and then here's elastigirl who's uh trying to kind of do her own thing and step out of the shadow of the men and at the same time like still be be with her family and still be in that maternal role if 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 that makes sense yeah absolutely well i like that you get to see when the choice is made that it's going to be her yeah he obviously struggles with it um you know, and because uh, he just assumed it was going to be him, uh, you know, and to, to him it was like super obvious because, <laughs> you know, gender roles being what they are, and uh, that's just still our default, you know, sure. in, in society, and it certainly wouldn't have been in that kind of nebulous, you know, <laughs> time period. Uh, and I like that at first, you know, he feels like he's kind of just putting put on the back burner, and you know, she's the one getting all all of the you know the attention all the limelight but the film spends equal time splitting between the two so it's not like the camera pans on her and it's like he's the side story it's like him and the kids are every bit as much of the focus in the and it just alternates between the two until they all sync up again as a family yeah. at the end just like they were at the beginning uh and i i really i really enjoyed that and i liked that you know at first he was upset about it and almost felt like he was being punished you know just because that goes to show you know again like the, the mindset that you know people have sometimes it's like well these these are your kids and don't you want to be with them and of course he he came to relish i think the role by by the end and, and really grew into it but he had to stumble and fall a bunch of times and then really change his mindset and realize that ultimately he in fact was you know the his biggest obstacle yeah um and then getting it getting some sleep also also helped him out a little bit <laughs> that 17 hour nap he had uh but i but i like that yeah the film you know always treated them as equals you know and it was it was it was him that had to realize that they were still bad yeah and i thought that was beautiful yeah because it like it, sh- it it has him end up being in a more traditionally maternal role and and like him kind of finding his own strength in that and then elastic girl is put out front and center you know in 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 that traditionally more masculine role and she's like she's you know finding her her strength in that but at the same time it isn't like oh well I don't want to be the the mother, you know. Like she still had that, and that that never de- 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 detracted from like her her finding strength and being the one that like, hey, I can actually like go out and save the, the day and act, you know, like be sh- be sh- yeah. be strong and 
stuff like that. So I thought that was really neat. Absolutely. And I, and I think like just in the way that he was threatened at first by her being the one to, to go out solo, I think, you know, we did see a little bit of her being a little threatened by him being, you know, kind of the main parent for a bit too, because that was kind of the role that she had been in. And so I like that there was a, a push and pull dynamic there. Um, and I feel like with any, any good family story, you need to kind of see that in that ultimately they each kind of respect the other one a little more from having to walk you know in in the shoes of the other person yeah um yeah it was, yeah, that it was good um what else about the film stood out to 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 you there was a lot of fanta- fantastic funny moments there were a few other kind of superhero tropes and stuff like that that they 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 touched on even getting down to like police brutality and just like how like hey we it's it it can kind of be helpful if you record this stuff and it's all about perception you know yeah i well that's one of the things i really liked it's like you're again the first one came out 14 years ago and the political climate was quite a bit different sure. you know yeah. back then than it is now so even though the movie picks up immediately after the the other one did one of the things i like like with within superhero films there's a lot of emphasis on collateral damage now you know you yeah. see especially like in the dc films that's like been a huge part of the narrative is uh you know, Kryptonians came and destroyed this city and, like, thousands of people died and there's huge fallout because of it and there's, you know, heroes and villains being motivated by this in various ways. Um, and so in The Incredibles, it was cool to see, you know, that that kind of motivation as well where it was, you know, the, the, the government and the people in the city, like, look at all the damage you caused, you know, you should have gotten out of the way. Um, and it fit in perfectly with, like, you know, the st- it had already been established in the other films that, you know, superheroes used to be a thing and they had kind of gone underground. Right. And back then it was more because, like, that one guy had, like, a lawsuit or whatever it was. And, <laughs> and it was more of, like, a more of a joke. But in this, even though it was a more lighthearted uh, film, I like that they were able to take some of, you know, the context from, from today's superhero films and, uh, and work that in. And so it's still making... You know, this movie feel very, very relevant to any other superhero film that's out right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think it did a fantastic job of that. What do you think of the villain? We we mentioned that the reveal was kind of predictable. Yeah. Um to me that was the most lackluster part. Um I I figured it out pretty early on that it was, you know, one of the two siblings and then I was like, Well it must be the girl. It has to be the girl. Yeah. You know, pretty pretty quickly. Um But you know, I'm I'm usually not a big fan of like heroes versus heroes, um with the exception being if there's like, you know, mind control or something involved because then it's like it's a lot scarier, like there's the scene where all the um, all the people come and, and Frozone's doing a really good job of protecting the kids because he's such a he's so powerful you know he's yeah. he's just being a badass and uh, I remember just thinking like oh it's so cool man like he's so awesome and I was also really glad that he got a lot more screen time in this one too Definitely. and that was another thing that I was very happy about um, 
because uh, that's another thing I feel like you know we we're, we're talking more you know minority representation and and you know he kind of had a, he had a bit part in the last one and it was amazing everyone remembers you know him from the first <laughs> one as a beloved character but I liked it that again they are actually paying attention to what's going on right now and and you know he was a much much bigger part you know in in this film uh, in fact if you take him out of this film you know the film can't happen you know which is you know just shows you how how important any character is, is you know can Pretty they be much, removed yeah. without fucking things up um and so when they're being attacked you know and he's protecting them and just being a super badass i remember i hate from that thought like god he's so powerful it's so cool it's awesome and then of course when he gets the goggles slapped down i was like uh-oh yeah, like, oh, no. like, <laughs> now it's scary because it's scary all of a sudden you know because because you know how powerful they are and the the thing with like character like a Mr. Incredible or Superman or whoever is like, you know, I'm never into the could Superman fight the Hulk or whatever because it's like, you know, people as, often as, forget as to bring. You mentioned the Batman versus Superman or yeah, Captain America versus Iron Man. But people, yeah, people always talk about like the power set, right? And it's like. Okay, that's kind of interesting, I guess, but they often want to leave out the morals of it, or, you know, or the, and so the that's why I behind. Yeah, exactly. It. So it's like Superman theoretically could fight or kill almost anyone if he wanted, right? Because he's Superman, but Superman's not a killer, so he doesn't like the Hulk. Yeah, gets like the strong. Yeah, it's like the, he gets stronger and stronger the more angry he gets. But it's like theoretically, Superman could like throw the Hulk into the sun, but he wouldn't do that because he's not a horrible person. Yeah. But a mind control. But a mind controlled Superman. That's scary. You know what I mean? And so like when suddenly you have you know the heroes mind controlled. Yeah, that 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 was freaky, and that, and that was really cool. Yeah, and that was the best part. Yeah, because the actual like. The character herself, she wasn't like terribly interesting to me. I liked the whole like social media idea, and again, it felt very relevant and very now with um, with trying to alter people's perceptions. Like that part was cool. That part mm-hmm. I you know I enjoyed. Uh, but like her as the villain, it was like I mean it was like a take it or leave it. I didn't like dislike it or anything, but it was like one of the weaker story elements. Yeah, I I, I think I liked the villain persona, but then figuring out kind of who it was like we said is the lackluster thing it it kind of reminded me on a twist on batman though because mm-hmm. here's you know here's a, a character whose parents get shot and murdered and then yeah it, in this case it's her and her brother and she i mean she she does have the her, her her villain monologue <laughs> um yeah and she she does kind of have an interesting few lines where she's like look my my brother um uh, what did she, she say she said uh like she he's wanting to change the law or, or or something or he thinks all of this happened like because superheroes like were illegal at the time uh, where I think she was more like I th- I think this is happening because superheroes like existed you know like if that wasn't the case or I I, I don't remember exactly what she says um, yeah she's definitely a fan of self advocacy you know yeah. which I I do like that I I do think a good villain you need to understand where they're coming from you don't have to agree with it in fact you probably shouldn't agree with it sure. but like um and and so yeah i can 
I did like that, that, you know, I can totally empathize and understand her motivations. I also liked that, you know, her and her brother have the same origin story as far as the death of their parents. Different ways. And they, exactly. And I love that, you know, because, like, like Batman's awesome. Batman has, like, a supervillain's origin, but he turned into a hero anyway. Uh, And that's why, like, Batman's awesome, right? Yeah. Because um, so many people in similar situations, you know, became criminals in, in like, the Gotham universe. Um, I also love that Batman, like, caused so many of his villains. That's, like, fascinating to me. It's like he's directly the cause of so many of <laughs> yep. them being villains. I love that. I, it's like, I talk about guilt, Batman, man. you were Batman's failing at days. your mission completely. Yeah, like, you're real Come good on. at creating, yeah, real good at that. But I like that, yeah, so her brother, you know, idolizes superheroes, and uh, in, in his mind, yeah, I like that technically neither of them is wrong, really, you know, because it's like, all right, if the parent, if the villains had been outlawed, you yeah. know, they would have answered the phone, and they would have been saved. At the same time, the, the dad could have, apparently they had a safe room, he could have, like, just got him there. I mean, theoretically, we don't know how much time there was for him to get there, but they probably could have done that, too. So I like that, like, yeah, you know, they're both they're both right, and they both you know, take it in two completely different directions. Oddly enough, like if you look at her perspective from this sense of like, hey, you can't rely on these superheroes to do what you need. Like your everyday life, there will be things that you can do to uh, protect yourself or lo- you know look after you yourself, and you can't always rely on someone in a position of power to make that happen you know like it, it's it's a good message behind it of like hey you there 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 will be times when you kind of need to do things for yourself you know um oh yeah i feel like i've read uh cool superman stories too where like people basically <laughs> just weren't careful enough or didn't put you know put themselves in dangerous situations just because they knew that superman would save them you know, yeah. and, and Superman would even have to be like, hey, yeah, like I'm here now, but, you know. <laughs> what happens maybe, next you know, week you, when you I'm do... out in space, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, you know, uh, and I and I think that's the thing that, yeah, when a lot of these comic books, you know, a lot of these superheroes were coming out back in the day, you know, they were written for kids. And so we there wasn't a lot of thought put into it. And, you know, as these stories have progressed and the audience has grown up. Even even a movie like this does have to explore what would a world full of superheroes do to the general populace? Because yeah, there would be people that would come to rely on that, rely on it for sure. Um, at the same time, if there's threats like like in the in the beginning with like the mole guy, it's like yeah, he <laughs> could have robbed a bank, and, and theoretically, according to like the government people, like whatever, he could have just gotten away, and the, they got insurance, they would have been fine. But there were, you know, situations um, in those films and in other comics and things that we've seen where it's like, you know, it is some giant, you know, robot from outer space that's going to, like, kill a bunch of people or something that the average person can't deal with. And that's that's what the balance has to be is, like, well, if there are if there is a world full of superheroes, then there has to be supervillains because that's, you know... It's fun to see every once in a while see like I like when Batman fights gangsters and stuff. I enjoy that. You know, like whatever Batman's just a human guy supposedly, even though he like apparently never loses fights. But uh you know, at the same time if there's no like Joker or whatever, you know, 
Batman kind of seems like a dick, but if yeah, again, I mean, he seems know, Mr. like Freeze. a dick whether or not Joker. Oh, there. He's, I mean, <laughs> Batman is kind of a dick either way, but yeah. But if there's Mr. Freeze going around, you know, turning people into popsicles, you know, and obviously the cops can only do so much. So you've, you've got to have like a, a threat that can can match that. Um, and yeah. and this film. And this film did that did that well. It was a you know threat they created themselves, <laughs> but sure. um, I did like that they they did explore that and like you know because well what in her mind yeah absolutely like my parents could have done it for themselves and they would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was your favorite part? Did 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 you have a favorite moment? Oh, that's hard. There, there I mean, there I'll be honest. There was. Ones. There wasn't really like any one particular thing. I mean, like I oh gosh, the um, the designer I always forget her name. Edna, I believe. Edna, Edna's great. Or, so it's, I mean, it's like e, it's e something. It's like Edna or Eliza. I think or it is Edna. Something. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's Edna. Well, so I guess probably like the whole part with Edna becoming like yeah, Auntie Edna, because yeah. just because she's she's hilarious. Uh, she's great. Um. It's, yeah, it, what she stole the cereal in the last one, you know, yeah, like that brief little moment she was in. So <laughs> no uh, yeah, so probably yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. So the Edna scene, I guess, just because it's Edna, and she's great. Yeah, yeah. I I I that 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 was the first one that came to mind for me too. Because when she when she like doesn't un- understand it and it's just like you're asking me to babysit, like that's it. Like come on, like I am I am an artist you know like i do not have time for this um and and then she starts seeing all of his of jack jack's powers kind of manifest and then he starts mimicking her which is like a new one in that scene where he starts to like shift like shape shift into her and she's just like oh i get it now (laughs) like this guy can do almost anything we don't know the limit of his powers yet um and and she's just she has that like light bulb moment, uh, and then afterwards we see her her like change of heart, and it's just this is this is very unexpected and very funny. <laughs> yeah, that it, that whole thing was gold. When I I love it because the whole thing starts uh, with uh, Elastigirl's new outfit is designed by someone else, <laughs> and it's more of a grim dark you know whatever it's a, it's a way different look you than hired the other outfit. <laughs> yeah and i so i love it like that's how it starts it's just like it's boy i don't know if i want to talk too. like she did, yeah. did, did, doesn't even say hi she goes you hired yeah. her <laughs> yeah i love that that was that was perfect because of course she's beach of course she'd be heated because she's like never gonna never gonna forgive that i love it she's a yeah. snob it's fantastic <laughs> it was beautiful and then, so, then and after Wards, when uh, when Mister Fantastic gets back home, and and she, and she, and uh, uh, her the daughter, uh, why am I blanking on her name Violet? right now? Yeah, Violet is is like yeah. so she's babysitting Jack. Jack, are you like like are you okay with this? And he's like, no, but I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> Yeah, she's just—he's so miserable in that moment. He's just like, I don't know what to do, <laughs> dude. You know, sleep deprivation is a thing, man. It really is. Yeah, uh, 
I can I can tell you from firsthand experience. You know, when you when you start out and you have your first kid, you are just convinced that you are going to do everything as perfectly as you can. I mean, you know, you go in knowing that you're going to make mistakes, but like you buy the most expensive diapers and whatever, <laughs> you know, right? And like by the time that second kid comes around, you're like, oh, cheap ones, <laughs> whatever. They're they're fine. Yeah, exactly. Like you you'll hit a certain point where like you like my kids will be banging on each other, and like I'm just like they're fine. They'll like they 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 know how to defend themselves. Like they they'll you know like what well, bite her back. I don't know. What am I, really? I mean, come on. They'll learn. Come on. They'll have to learn yeah, like, somehow. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, didn't that feel good? Did it? That's right. You know, get to the point where you're just like, well, it's not like you don't care. You're just at a certain point. It's like, how many times today have we had this exact same <laughs> the talk? Like, how many times? I, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. So I, I understand those, like, exasperated, like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't think it's a good idea. But you know what? Whatever. At this point, it's fine. I'm fine with it. It's fine. Everything's fine. You just got to throw your hands up sometimes. Yeah. You know, they're not actually going to get hurt. So you're like, it's it's whatever, man. It's cool. Kids are tech. Kids are tough. Um, uh, yeah. Which, which I, yes. I, I think this is kind of another thing that the movie did well too, because the the kids had their their own arc, right? Because the the first one, oh, yeah. um, they they weren't featured as prominently. Like they c- came in at the end of it to be like, oh yeah, they have powers too, and they can help. Um, yeah, way more of a family vibe this time. Yeah, but absolutely. This one, it, it, it like they 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 actually took that as their arc. Like, hey, we actually do have powers. We can help, you know, um, which happens a lot on superhero teams when they have the you know the new kid or it's like you're at, like, hey, Miles Morales, you're like 13, you know, <laughs> like you need to calm down. You're not even in in high school yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's well. It's a really good exploration of just people, even parents. You know, talk down to kids and just sure. really. There's a perception that just and whether it's whether it's because you're trying to protect them or whatever it is, uh, you know, just not not have enough faith in them. You know, um, and, I mean, and I get it. It's like you know, I've got two daughters and they're little girls now. They're they're four and seven years old, and you know. I remember them being little infants where they yeah. couldn't do anything. And now my oldest can, my oldest, she's actually advanced now in reading. She's like, she's at a third grade reading level now. There you go. Um, and just growing and growing every day. Uh, and so she can just sit down and, and read books to me all day now. Um, it, it trips me out, you know, and it's like, you know, I know they're smart kids, but I still, part of me is still like, but you're a baby though, you know, so I get but, it's not like, it's not this intentional you couldn't comprehend this yeah, what if? and so like, I don't think it's a malicious thing a lot of times I don't think it's a like, oh I don't I really don't think you can do it and I don't trust you, it's more that like I'm still processing that you're this little growing, changing you know, human being you yeah. know, uh, is I'm sorry, Emma's cuddling with me again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I love that in this, you know, we get to see. Yeah, we absolutely get to see their arc. We get to see them grow within this story, and they're never vilified within this story. They're certainly like you know antagonists a lot of the time. But that's that's the nature of you know children. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're they are a huge part of the story. In fact, at the end, they are the heroes, and they have to save the day. And if it wasn't for them, yeah, like yeah. the city would have been super messed up uh by the boat they had to be the ones to save their parents um 
and that was super beautiful and i i, I love those kind of empowering stories like that um because yeah i don't know man it's one of the things i see all the time with just it's just people in general like just talking down to kids and just not giving them enough credit like kids are smart yeah you know they are and so even like again stripping out the powers thing it's just it's a good kind of commentary that's a lot of this it's like yeah it's awesome superhero stuff and that's where like yeah like the surface level is a cool superhero story if you strip out anything superpowered and it's just like you know the kids just having to save their family from any whatever the crisis is you know yeah it just it just shows you how powerful that they can be yeah Okay. She is doing handstands back there. She is doing handstands and poking her belly button. Yeah, over. find your belly button. <laughs> yeah, weirdo. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a lot of fun. I thought Jack Jack was hilarious. Um, yeah, he was fantastic. J- j- just because he's he's such a wild card, especially manifesting God knows how many powers. Yeah, like how are you gonna fight a raccoon, son? Like, come on, that was hilarious. Actually, that that was also a fantastic scene. That that was a highlight too, was the raccoon fight. That was beautiful. Amazing. That was so beautiful. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, also, oh my God, we didn't even talk about it though. The short in the beginning was like the sad dumpling. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That was the most depressing shit ever. I, like, oh my god. I don't. I mean, yeah, oh, it's good. It, it, it almost Woo. made me tear up. It was. Just, it was one of those things. I'm like, oh, this is so good. I love it. It's so cute. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think a lot of people didn't even know because I, I, again, it was a lot of younger kids, so I could tell like a lot of them didn't understand what was happening. Like, is this the movie? You know. Yeah. Uh, but all, yeah, yeah. All of the adults were like, "Yes, the shorts. We love the, you know, the 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 Pixar shorts." Oh yeah, it's it's one of the best parts too. Um, Definitely. The dumpling getting hit in the head with the soccer ball and it, go, it going flat. <laughs> it's just like, oh no. <laughs> and, then, and then she 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 eats it. <laughs> yeah, like, that oh, was a part that messed me up. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, is they okay? It's a metaphor, y'all. It's a metaphor. It a, she did she did not in fact actually eat her son. But yeah, but was like, do with Pixar, they could go either way, you know. So I was like, well, maybe she yeah. did in fact have a dumpling child. I I don't know. They've done some weird stuff, but uh, no, that, it was good. It was really great. It was, and it, that one ended up having a you know really really good message as well. And, you know, haven't you know like your, your kids are gonna grow and and you've got to like let go at a certain point and if you squeeze too tight you know they might not come back so you gotta you know you gotta let them you gotta let them stumble and fall and do their own thing at a certain yeah. point especially when they become young adults as hard as that is and uh you know it's one of those my kids are little right now but i know someday they're gonna do that and i yeah. will have trouble with it but you gotta you gotta let them yep you live and learn so good mm-hmm. that is for sure pixar Pixar man, doing it. They're doing it. Any last words or thoughts? Final thoughts, recommendations, whatever you want to say. Man, ah, uh, gosh, let's see. I mean, it's definitely dope. It's definitely worth seeing. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, as far as gosh, things that are like this. I mean, have have you read, read the... any good Fantastic Four stories that might be something along? the lines of this. i'll be honest uh i've been reading comics for 33 years and uh i've read a lot of marvel and i haven't read that much fantastic four i need to i know like i know i need to I like so either. many so, so many of their well like so 
first Silver Surfer, first Galactus, first Inhumans, first Black Panther, uh, first Eternals. Like, there's so many things that happened in the Fantastic Four. I mean, if there's, like, one most important book in, you know, their entire history, it's the Fantastic Four. I mean, that was, like, their first superhero book, 1962, that really you know, started, like, the modern era of superheroes, w- without a doubt. Uh, and I've barely read any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was just always more of an X-Men kid, you know? Uh, but uh, I am interested in reading some of their stuff now. They're about to start a new story, because um, the Fantastic Four didn't have a series for about three years, uh, thanks to fucking Marvel and stupid movie like not having movie rights and not not, not wanting to like give them money or whatever I don't know it's a whole thing uh, people get mad at me for getting salty about corporate comics but well this is the kind of stuff that happens with corporate comics they stupid decide they're just not going to make a book for a while just to like hurt someone else's movie deal I'm like well that's silly but uh, Dan Slott who is a fantastic writer, and he's been writing... He's just now leaving uh, Amazing Spider-Man. He wrote Spider-Man for about ten years. I've read and, most uh, of it. Most, most, most of it's Spider-Man, good. Yeah. Some of it's not so great. Like, Spider-Island was kind of bullshit, but a lot of it's pretty good. Uh, really good writer overall. Did a really good uh, Silver Surfer run uh, as well uh, in, in the last few years. So, yeah, solid writer. He's going to be doing FF. Sarah Pacelli, who is the co-creator of Miles Morales and did a lot of the uh, Miles uh, Spider-Man pencils, uh, which are absolutely fantastic. Gorgeous, yes, gorgeous art. We'll be doing the art on that. And then Asad Ribic will be doing uh, these gorgeous digitally painted uh, covers for FF. So... So there is a new Fantastic Four book coming. Um, I am hyped for it. It does look really good. I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, Marvel and their infinite wisdom is charging $5.99 for the issue one. And so I will not be buying it at the full price when they have it on Comixology for like a dollar or when the reasonably priced collection comes out down the road. I will pick that up instead. Or if you want to wait Uh, six months, it'll be on Marvel Unlimited. (laughs) That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel Unlimited as well for sure. Comixology Unlimited. It'll, it'll inevitably I'll be able to read it at a more reasonable price yeah. but uh, I am hyped for it it looks really good it's a really good creative team um, I already mentioned uh, the Rebirth era Superman is really really solid uh, they did uh, a miniseries called uh, Superman uh, Superman and Lois uh, that's the one that you would want to read first it's kind of like the zero volume okay they did an amazingly horrible and convoluted story called Convergence that you do not have to read. In fact, I do not <laughs> recommend you read. Uh, but out of Convergence came the post-crisis Superman that was basically the Superman from the late 80s all the way until Rebirth. Or uh, New 52, sorry. Um, that version of Superman, they brought him back, essentially, uh, in in this convergence story, and so yeah, it was cool because yeah, he him and Lois in that had been married since like you know like the nineties or whatever in real yeah. time, uh, and they had a kid, and their kid is Jonathan Kent, and so he's half, and that's really cool because that's one of those things they kind of like always flip flop back and forth and like can he have a kid? Can they not have a kid? Um, but uh, they only spent a year, <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole convergence thing was like everyone had to like live for a year in like a domed city. And so, like, in the Superman one, he was powerless for a year, so I'm guessing that's how they got away with the whole, like, whatever, you're able to have a kid, because he was powerless for that year. Um, 
not that it should matter either way, I guess, but for the continuity nerds out there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's really cool. The writer Peter Tomasai and Patrick Gleason, uh, they're really great. They've been working on the book. They're just about to leave uh, because Bendis is taking over Superman in Action Comics. But uh, the the Superman book, the main book, uh, was the book that they took over after that Lois and Clark miniseries. And yeah, they did, like, 45, 50 issues of this series. And a big chunk of it is the super strong family vibe with Lois being a major part of the book and with Jonathan, who is the new Superboy. And so he's half human, half Kryptonian. He's got some powers that are kind of still developing and... At this point, they kind of like will cut off and you know sure. randomly like he'll 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 get injured and things like that and doesn't really know how to use them. Uh, may not be as strong as not be as strong as his dad. Might end up being even stronger. It's kind of like you know he's such a young kid that we don't know yet. It's not yeah. really known at this point. But that book, uh, a big chunk of it is Superman just being a dad and Lois being a mom and and uh, the family vibe. And so if you liked that from Incredibles. The, the Rebirth Era Superman stuff has enough of that um, that I think you would dig it as well, for sure. Uh, especially, like, the, the more, like, you know, single, single dad trying to do the new math kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, definitely. Cool. Definitely. And, I don't know, yeah, I, think, I think that's all I had to say. I loved it. Uh, I'll probably think of stuff later when we're not recording that I should have said to make myself sound smarter. But uh, no, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Okay. Worth worth the wait. Yeah. I hope the sequel doesn't take another fourteen years. I will say that. Yes. Yeah. Because Ho- uh, geez, my my kids will be young adults at that point. Hopefully, if and when they make Incredibles three, that uh, won't be fourteen years down down the road f- f- from now. <laughs> yes, straight up, man. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic movie. I loved it. It was hilarious. There's a lot of great action, a lot of fantastic superhero stuff, great family movie. Um, I would recommend, if your kids wanted to get into some comics, um, and I, th- I think a great one to, to start them out would be The Runaways. Um, oh, The Runaways is great, yeah. yeah. That, that w- that's a more kid-centric focused book um and basic premise is these kids all find out that their parents are super villains so they run away and decide to fight back um so it, it, it and it takes place in the marvel universe um so they'll run into spider-man and wolverine and stuff like that um so it's it's a good introduction uh, but you don't need to know con- continuity or this or that you can just start uh with with that and they have a new title of that that is going on right now which is also fantastic as well i need to read, yeah I, read, I need to read the new one um the rainbow rail series yeah it was good it was good it was good i enjoyed this movie a lot oh yeah cool um Let's see, social media thingamabobs. If you guys liked this episode and you want to support what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can go and you can uh, sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all of our episodes early, uh, with the exce- with the exception uh, right now of this show, the Reactor Core, because we record these and put them out ASAP uh, for you guys. Uh, but as we publish episodes and record them you guys can get them all 
early on Patreon, uh, and I'm sure down the road we will have a little bit more rewards and stuff like that, fun stuff you guys can get. Um, follow us uh, on Twitter, at the Whatnots. Uh, that will be kind of the one-stop shop for all of our stuff, but I know a few of our shows also have their own uh, personal Twitter pages. Uh, you run those ones, Eric, so where can they find some of our other shows? So, uh, the longer running of my two shows, although neither have released yet, is a Questionable Commentary with Mannix and Unpaid Intern Jess Beaver. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so those are going to start releasing on, whoa, on the Whatnots, uh, Hi, Emma. Emma wasn't getting enough attention. Wow. So we're on, we're on uh, Twitter now. It's questionable co five. That's questionable co five. Uh, yeah, they didn't really let me like choose the the how the handle turned out there. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone with that. It's not the easiest to remember. Um, if you search for questionable commentary on, uh, uh, Kyle made us an awesome uh, Top Gun esque uh, logo. So if you see the questionable commentary with the dope. Top Gun style logo. That is us. Feel free to follow us. Um, that show, we do movie commentaries and TV show commentaries. We've currently been alternating between films and doing the U.S. edition of The Office. Um, that's going to be releasing when? Ton of stuff. That's ooh, pretty quick here. Um, I kept telling people, like, fall just to, like, lower their expectations, but realistically we've got a lot of stuff ready to go i'm just uh waiting on some final touches so i don't have a hard date but uh very soon very soon very soon we were, we were actually supposed to record today but that that didn't happen so. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans but we've we've already recorded like 30 or 40 episodes we've got a ton of episodes already um really it's just finishing touches at this point and then my other show is uh independent focus and that is a comic book show that um is all Indie comics and creator-owned comic books, and that's at Indie Focus Pod. Uh, both shows you can find on Facebook. On Questionable Commentary on Facebook, we do tend to live stream when we record, and so like we've been doing the office lately, and we'll do a live video. So even though we haven't released any podcast yet, we have been recording them. And if you wanna play along at home you can watch us on facebook for now just to prove that we are in fact working on it and it is a thing and <laughs> you can watch episodes with us now if you want to we tend to record monday mornings uh but yeah specific time and um guess i think that's it. yeah as far as like yeah cool my, the two shows and then just what i'm working on the whatnots we're we're gonna do some more stuff together uh and uh like the captain's log we're trying to get going and yeah uh my personal stuff i'm at the bobby krogan on uh everything and uh eric mannix photography on facebook and on instagram if you want to see my cosplay and and fashion shoot stuff which i hope you do cool um yeah i think that's it i think that's everything sounds good yeah you mentioned the captain's log which you and i are going to be recording uh this coming friday uh, so oh, if you guys yeah. are listening to this, uh, it'll be out. Uh, we'll, I, we'll at least be recording it uh, later this week. Uh, we will be live streaming that on twitch.tv slash the whatnots, uh, and then it will be out as a podcast the following week. Um, but yeah, that's all of that stuff is a lot to remember, so you guys can go to thewhatnots.com uh, 
uh, for more information on that. Uh, and yeah, I believe that's it. If you guys want to yell at me for something I said on the internet, uh, you can find me at Hush315 on Twitter. And I believe that is it. Uh, thank you guys for oh, yeah. checking this out and listening in. Let us know what you guys thought. Uh, or if you guys want to tweet at us and be like, hey, you guys had a good p point, or you guys missed this, or something. Let, let, let us know. Um, but yeah. Definitely. My name, my name has been Kyle Springer. And I'm still Eric. There you go. And <laughs> I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it halfway through the next one. Though. I'll be. I started the episode as Eric Mannix. Now I'm like. I'm, he I'm Hector Sanchez. Now I got it notarized and everything. <laughs> ha! What you got? Just to keep you on your toes. Watch out for that. And this Eric Mannix for now, though. This has been the Reactor Core. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys next time.